Welcome to the Focus on Why podcast. I'm Amy Rowlandson and I ask my guests one simple question, why? Focusing on the importance of why, I share with you the relatable, uplifting and inspiring conversations I have with people from all walks of life. This podcast will encourage you to focus on your why to enable and empower you to achieve the success you desire. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why. Before we start, I would like to draw your attention to what I can offer you as a master coach. I can help you to focus on your why with clarity, uniting your passion with your purpose with a plan to create the life you truly desire. Book a free 20 minute coaching call right now via calendly.com forward slash Amy Rowlandson forward slash call and we can take it from there. Hello and welcome to my Reflections with Actions number 36, episode 232, where I look at the reflections from recent episodes, from episodes 227 through to 231. And this is where I take the opportunity to share moments or pull on threads from each of these episodes that have resonated with me and explore or expand on them a little deeper with the intention to incite an action, initiate a conversation or instigate a thought for you. These are my Reflections with Actions today. And first up is episode 227, Voyage of Discovery with Tom White. Now, Tom and I spent some time this summer on two separate NLP courses. The first Tom was facilitating was our master NLP practitioner training, and I was a delegate. And then we were both delegates together on the same course, gaining our NLP master coach qualification later on. Having worked with Tom across these two weeks, I knew that delving into why Tom does what he does would make for an interesting conversation on the podcast. And I was right. Are you reimagining your future through learning, development and growth, challenging, stretching and progressing yourself whilst getting the balance right? This is the vision and mission of Master NLP coach Tom White. With a thirst and hunger to know and explore more, to understand why certain things are the way they are, and why people do what they do, Tom has just started his master's degree in psychology, taking him on a personal voyage of discovery. What a fabulous expression. What voyage of discovery are you embarking on at the moment? Like many people, I rolled with life day in, day out, not questioning why and drifting from one event to the next. I didn't have a why. I didn't think about what I wanted in life or what legacy I might leave behind. Then I had an epiphany five years ago this week on the 5th of December 2016. I discovered that I could achieve financial freedom and that would mean that I would have time to pursue my passions in life, enable my husband to retire and have more freedom and time together. Focusing on why I took control of my life and moved from just existing to living with a definite purpose and a plan. And I'm now on a constant voyage of discovery, curious to help other people create their purpose journey. This podcast certainly feeds that curiosity in hearing and sharing their journeys. Curiously, Tom had an epiphany during the recording of our podcast relating to why he hadn't been a student of psychology 20 years sooner in life. The epiphany was that he realised that he couldn't have studied any earlier as he had not been ready or willing to take on the expansive learnings that he will do so now as his thinking had been very black and white then. Many guests have shared their epiphanies with me on the podcast. Sometimes they refer to them as the aha moments or realisations, and often an epiphany arises as a result of a tragedy, a trauma, a near-death experience, or the death of a close loved one. 
These enlightened moments form the foundation of a newly found meaningful purpose, just as it did for Victor J. Strecker. I've just finished reading a wonderful book called Life on Purpose by Strecker. I hope I'm saying his name right. It might be Stretcher, but I think it's Straker, so I'll go with that. After the death of his 19-year-old daughter, Julia, he had an epiphany hearing Julia's voice that he needed to get over himself and live for what matters most. Timing is a curious one, not only in terms of the choice, judgment or control of when something should be done, but also in the sense of a particular period when something happens. This week, two people in different circles referred me to the same Seneca quote, and once again, it arose in chapter 14 of Strecker's book. Seneca said that the life we receive is not short, but we make it so, nor do we have any lack of it, but are wasteful of it. Now that's three times in a week. Talk about timing. I wonder what that means. And this quote echoes what Buddha said, or does Buddha echo Seneca? Buddhism and Stoicism are often very similar in their philosophical approaches. Either way, Buddha said, the trouble is you think you have time. And now this got me thinking of three stories from past guests on Focus on Why and how they dealt with time, purpose and their voyages of discovery. David sat in a state of shock. Five years left to live. His doctor had just told him, ten at the most. Devastated, David started having nightmares. He saw a gravestone with his own name carved into it. What could he do? He didn't want to die. Time was running out for him. Louise glanced at the bulging legal files of the alleged wrongful convictions of people locked up in prison, yet still maintaining their innocence. People doing time and running out of time. What could she do? She was just one person. Feeling completely powerless, Chris sat down next to his father, seeing not one, but two life-debilitating diseases taking their toll, removing a little bit of his hero every day. This can't be right. He's far too young. It can't be his time, thought Chris. What could he do? Have you ever stopped to take the time to think about who you are, what you stand for and why you're doing what you're doing? Are you living or are you existing? Is your work fulfilling or are you just filling in the moments? How you spend each day is how you live your life. Are you using the time you have to focus on your purpose? It was J.R. Tolkien who said, all we have to decide is what to do with the time that is given us. How do you spend your time each day? Exploring the problems they each faced, David, Louise and Chris discovered their own solutions. Allow me to share their secret with you. They each had a purpose. They each had a why. They united their passion with their purpose with a plan. And they took responsibility. They took control. They took action. Directed their energy into the time they have. David Breaker sought help and worked hard to lose 20 stone to save his life. Now, as a weight loss coach and a healthy eating educator, he helps many others to start living, not existing. Dr. Louise Hewitt set up the Innocence Project London, a pro bono organisation where with criminology and law students and lawyers, they investigate the cases and raise greater public awareness that wrongful convictions in the UK do happen. From Marble Arch to the Art de Triomphe, Chris Leake ran 87 miles, swam the English Channel without a wetsuit and cycled 181 miles to raise awareness and money for three purpose-driven charities very close to his heart. 
Chris is why, kept in focus every minute of his world record holding triathlon time of 69 hours and 29 minutes. Do these stories of transformation and success motivate, inspire and encourage you to take positive action and focus on your why? Are you fulfilled by and valued for your work? Be honest, could you be, do or have more? Then stop, because time won't stop for you. And as Geoffrey Chaucer said, time and tide waits for no man. Next up is episode 228, Using Data Smarter with Sam Knowles. Living in the knowledge economy, surrounded by data, how do you filter out the noise to process and understand it? Helping people and organisations to ask better, smarter questions so that they can get the data they need to surface and articulate the insights to their customers is what Sam Knowles specialises in. Sam knows how to ask the right questions to get the insights to tell the stories that balance in a human and an empathetic way, the emotional with the rational. Decades ago, Sam fell in love with stories, story structure and storytelling. Now, through a journey of humanity, empathy and purpose, he shows us how data storytelling is all about using data smarter. Data is now very much part of our everyday life. How do you use data and how could you be using data smarter? I asked Sam whether we were living in a knowledge economy or a purpose era, and he said it was a hybrid chimera of knowledge and purpose. He went on to talk about purpose washing and greenwashing. And it's interesting because if we are in the data, knowledge and purpose age, then purpose washing is likely to become more and more difficult for businesses to pull off. People won't have the wool pulled over their eyes as they'll be far more cognizant of the drivers behind a business and focused on how committed they are to their purpose and their values. Some companies are now hiring CPOs, no, not C3PO, CPO, a chief purpose officer whose sole purpose is to ensure the company and its people have all the skills, knowledge and focus to activate the purpose of their business. Music to my purpose-driven ears. And Sam also referenced a book, Work, by Lars Fenson, which I'm now reading. It had been his first exposure to the concept of purpose, recalling that the book had said that we can't do nothing, we have to do something. And those people that do something with purpose are those that get more satisfaction. It's a fascinating read and it delves into the meaning of work and whether we should, be ex we should expect it to be fulfilling. It's interesting because Svensson believes that as work is always with us, we need to think of work as not only productive but recreative. It's therefore a question of where we direct our energy. From the Greek word energia, meaning in or within work, it is of little surprise to me that Aristotle had his hand in its origination. Energy is a condition that describes the capacity to do work. Aristotle. Energy is constant. Energy presents itself in differing forms in the world, mechanical, thermal, nuclear, chemical, electromagnetic, sonic, gravitational, kinetic, potential, and ionization. Everything is energy, and that is all there is to it. Match the frequency of the reality you want, and you cannot help but get that reality. It can be no other way. This is not philosophy. This is physics. Albert Einstein. Looking at the transcripts, I can see that energy has been referred to in almost every single Focus on Why podcast episode. For example, in episode 80, Time, Energy and Money with Anne Wilson, Anne shares that her purpose in life is just to be awake and to be present. She said that we all have time, energy and money, 
and that how we combine these elements will create our life experience. What do time, energy and money mean to you? For me, my time is best spent focused on education and learning and in turn applying and sharing these learnings with others, whether that be in the form of podcasting, coaching or mentoring. Flow is energy. Flow is where you grow. My energy and time is devoted to ensuring that I and everyone I interact with live the best versions of life possible. And for me, money is an enabler. I believe that by offering value out to the world, I am well rewarded for this in many different ways. And back at episode 68, Energy is Everything with Angela Rigby, the focus was on pranic energy. Life energy keeps the body strong and alive. And Angela shared how as well as our physical body, we have an energetic component to us as well. Often known as qi, with its origins in early Chinese philosophy, qi is a life-giving vital energy that unites the body, the mind and the spirit. Based on the principle that the body is self-healing and is able to repair itself, pranic healers help to accelerate the process by encouraging vital energy to the area of the body that needs its most and removes the blockages. Another guest on the podcast, episode 123, Follow Your Path with Adrian Hales. Adrian shared how through his own personal awakening and superhuman journey, values and energy found significance and purpose in his life. Energy can't be created or destroyed, it's just there. Energy is not just physical, it's mental and emotional. You're responsible for your own energy levels. And I was reminded of this when I heard George Anderson, guest from episode 191, A Bit of a Boost, share some of his practical strategies to help you manage your energy at a Professional Speaking Association Southeast event recently. Finally, how could I forget Miss Life Energy Battery Charger herself from episode three, Now Is Your Time, with Joe Atgar, now Joe Lightfoot. Joe physically exudes energy and you can't help but smile or giggle when in her company. So passionate about life and living a life of fulfillment and purpose, Joe has found that she can direct all this passion and energy into her teaching and coaching to help others to achieve what they desire. If you want to find the secrets of the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency and vibration. Nikola Tesla. Your time and energy are your most precious resources. Be mindful how you use them and protect them. Where are you directing your energy in life and how does that serve you? Which activities inspire you most and give you the most energy? Back to Svensson's reorientation of your feelings about work and the collapse of the differences between leisure and work. Essentially, the fundamental role of work has changed. And it is your personal agency to understand what you derive from your work and what relevance it brings to your life. Steve Jobs said in his Stanford 2005 commencement speech that your work is going to fill a large part of your life. And the only way to be truly satisfied is to do what you believe is great work. And the only way to do great work is to love what you do. If you haven't found it yet, keep looking. Don't settle. As with all matters of the heart, you'll know when you find it. And like any great relationship, it just gets better and better as the years roll on. So keep looking until you find it. Don't settle. Steve Jobs and his speech play a central role in my next reflection from episode 229, Your Authentic Path with Kate Trafford. It's all about how we leave a thread behind us, which we can use to trace our journey. Kate shared how when you spot the pattern, you just see just how far the path goes back. 
but it's much easier to join the dots backwards than it is to see it from where you are now. The concept of joining the dots backwards originates from this same commencement speech given by Steve Jobs. Having heard this speech referred to so often, I realised that I hadn't ever actually sat down and listened to it directly myself. I'd heard it, people speak about it so often on the podcast, I realised I hadn't actually seen the original. So I sat down and watched it, but I also followed the words in the speech in text. And he talked about, if I had never dropped out, I would never have dropped in on this calligraphy class. Of course, it was impossible to connect the dots looking forward when I was in college, but it was very, very clear looking backwards 10 years later. Again, you can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking backward. So you have to trust that the dots will somehow connect in the future. You have to trust in something, your gut, destiny, life, karma, whatever. This approach has never let me down and it has made all the difference in my life. And Jobs continued to say that your time is limited, so don't waste it living someone else's life. Don't be trapped by dogma, which is living with the results of other people's thinking. Don't let the noise of others' opinions drown out your own inner voice. And most important, have the courage to follow your heart and intuition. They somehow already know what you truly want to become. Everything else is secondary. If you haven't heard the speech in full, I highly recommend you do. And I've put a link to the video and also to the script in the show notes. Back to Kate. Beginning her career as a professional engineer, Kate Trafford found her authentic why as a coach and consultant, helping busy professionals to set themselves up for enjoyable, deeply meaningful and sustainable success. Purpose is a lifelong journey of self-discovery. And if you follow your heart, Kate will show you how to choose your authentic path. How often do you think about the moments when you feel most fully alive? And what do these tell you about who you really are? Reflecting on Kate's episode, I woke up the next day with a focus on authenticity and what being on your authentic path means. And here's my reflection. Stop, pause, reflect. Are you living a life of authenticity? Your authenticity. Authenticity in its simplest form means original, real or genuine. In its more complex existential form, it means being true to yourself with your actions being in complete alignment with your beliefs, needs, wants and values, irrespective of external pressures of societal conformity. I recently spoke about paradoxes and I believe that authenticity is in many respects also a paradox. Being authentic means knowing who you truly are and being consistent with your values and yet potentially also being prepared to be seen as being inconsistent at the same time. Being authentic means being able to be flexible and adaptable in different situations. Behaving differently in different scenarios is not the same as being inconsistent. Tact and social acceptance may often require you to hold back your truths and honest reflections. Therefore, authenticity often requires a degree of inconsistency and incongruence. Therein lies a paradox. It doesn't mean you are being any less authentic or inauthentic. In life and work, you seek your authentic path. And yet, how do you know if it is your true path with so much external thinking, energy and influence surrounding you? In one of a series of lectures by Professor Mark Leary on why you are who you are, Leary focused on authenticity, cognitive consistency and cognitive dissonance theory. Leary shared that authenticity is a difficult motive to study because it's very hard to know what people are truly like. 
so it's hard to know when they are being themselves. Be yourself, everyone else has already been taken. Now you've heard this famous Oscar Wilde quote before, I'm sure. Coincidentally, he died 121 years ago on my birthday, aged 46. But what does it mean? It's about authenticity. It's about being true to yourself, about understanding your behavior and what motivates you to live that authentic version of you and to live it on your own terms, not living someone else's life. Aristotle said, we are what we repeatedly do. So living with authenticity really matters. Believing in what you do and why you do it matters. So what does an authentic life look like to you? Sometimes being authentic requires you to show your vulnerability and a sense of social courage. In being honest and authentic in the face of adversity, you risk social embarrassment, exclusion, rejection or unpopularity. Yet, as Aristotle said, you will never do anything in this world without courage. So whose life are you living? Stop for a moment or two and reflect on whether you are truly happy with your life and whether the path you are on is authentically yours and not one that others are pursuing or expecting you to pursue. Focus on your strengths, your values and your gifts. Follow what you truly love to do and what you are great at doing. These are your internal motivations to be authentic. Know that you are on your authentic path when you focus on why. Next up is episode 230, Recalibrate Your Thinking with Dr. Linda Shaw. In a world where everyone is far too busy or believe it's too hard to embrace or enable change, a simple recalibration of the brain is what is needed. And Dr. Linda Shaw shares how this is achieved by making little tweaks which make a very big difference. Change then not only becomes achievable, but manageable. With a love for anthropology, freedom of choice and adventure, and captivated by the world of neuroscience, Linda has always been curious to find out why people do what they do. If you're looking to be in charge of your own destiny and wish to unlock your thinking, Linda can help you to recalibrate your thinking. Linda unsticks people, enabling them to feel it as a certain level of control over their life. That means that not only are they more efficient in the workplace, but equally they're healthier mentally and physically. Linda has so much passion for her subject and loves how it is literally evolving every day as we learn more and more about neuroscience, saying that a good scientist has an open mind and to always remember the evidence of absence doesn't mean absence of evidence. Linda also described how the brain changes behavior and behavior changes the brain, how your brain is your boss and how you are the boss of your brain. She even has a book, Your Brain is Boss. Earlier this year, during the neuroscience professional development program that Linda ran, she took me on a journey of change. Change is the only given, she said. When processing the course information, Linda said I should look for the impact that it has on me, my clients and other interactions, how the course makes me feel and what effect it will have on my work. I totally underestimated just how impactful the course would be, how it would make me feel and what effects it would have on others. Inspired to write about the learnings in my newsletters on social media, I've also referenced topics covered on the course in my podcast, in my reflections episodes, and many people have been inspired by the insights that I've shared in my coaching sessions with them. From the very first session, Linda set the tone for the course as she dispelled six common brain myths, distorted generalizations that abandoned around so much that I assumed they were true also. She set a clear path of how to incorporate research-backed evidence into our professional areas of expertise. Essentially, how to stop speaking rubbish about the brain. 
and my thinking has been challenged and is now focused more on evidence-based reasoning rather than on the assumption that what I see, hear or read is true. The brain is truly fascinating and I'm grateful for all of its wonderful capability. Linda has been the perfect guide to help me to understand how it folds into my life and business. With many learnings, my key takeaway from the course is that I'm delighted to understand that one of the key ingredients that makes the most difference to your physical and mental health is, drumroll please, purpose. Essentially, you need a reason to get up in the morning. Woohoo! You need to focus on why. Well, that's a relief. I knew there was some scientific importance behind all this work I do. But thank you, Linda. The course was fantastic, as were your wonderful insights shared in this conversation. I highly recommend that if you're looking to learn more about the brain, reach out to Linda today. Go on her program. For me, it was indeed time well spent, which brings me nicely onto my final episode today, 231. Time well spent with another scientist, psychologist and storyteller, Scott MacArthur. With over 300 stories in his backpack, mixing and matching them to be relevant to his corporate audience, professional keynote speaker and storyteller Scott MacArthur was forced by the pandemic to turn his hand to refocus. As the archaeologist of his own life, switching to broadcasting and music, Scott now continues to focus on the most important number in life, 28,000, the average number of days someone lives. Scott uses this one measure in his life, as what is not worth doing is not time well spent. Now, I almost called this episode Be the Archaeologist of Your Life because archaeologists sort, catalogue and store recovered artefacts and pursue a life understanding human culture. And this is what Scott does. He appreciates that you cannot predict the future. However, you can carve your future out from the learnings that you glean from history and the many failures that we've seen in life. This episode is essentially another focus on death. Perhaps it's a memento mori. A phrase used by Sam Knowles in his episode. Remember that you will die. We head straight back to Jobs again from his speech where he speaks of death. And he heard an expression that made a massive impression on him. And for 33 years, he looked in the mirror every morning and asked himself, if today were the last day of his life, would he want to do what he's about to do today? And whenever the answer has been no for too many days in a row, he knew that he needed to change something. Job said that death is very likely to be the single best invention of life. It is life's change agent. It clears out the old to make way for the new. Now, at the time, Jobs had no idea that his cancer would take his life six years later. He thought he'd recovered from it. Now, Scott focuses on the importance of every moment and is determined to share his wonderful stories to help others to see value in life. What will you choose to do with the time you have left on this planet? Challenge your thinking, identify your opportunities, listen to your epiphany. Why spend the rest of your life not enjoying what you're doing, not being with those you love and not having what you desire? The way you live your life is as a result of your everyday choices and the questions you ask yourself. Are you making the right choices? Are you asking the right questions? Why is the most enlightening of all questions? When you focus on why you feel connected, fulfilled and that you belong. How do you feel about what you do and why you do it? What you do every day matters. As Charles Darwin said, a man who dares to waste one hour of time has not discovered the value of life. Time is too precious a resource to take for granted or waste. 
You'll never have this moment again. Now is your time. How will you spend your time today, tomorrow and the rest of your time? Remember, whose life are you living? Be the archaeologist of your own life. Follow your authentic path. Recalibrate your thinking. Begin your own voyage of discovery to ensure your time is time well spent. Thank you for listening to Focus on Why with me, Amy Rowlandson. To show your appreciation and to help other listeners understand what value you have received from tuning in today, please leave me an Apple Podcasts five-star review. Remember, the conversation doesn't end here. To keep it going, connect with me on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook or Twitter or join the inspiring, uplifting and positive Focus on Why Facebook group. All the links are in the show notes. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why.